it's quite remarkable to watch people like Hakeem Jeffries, who leads the Democrats in the House, not have a problem with Schiff or Swalwell. Adam Schiff of California, Eric Swalwell of California. Maybe California's the problem. Hmm. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Of course, Adam Schiff, who headed up uh, House Intel, who lied repeatedly, repeatedly regarding Donald Trump and Russia connections. It's one thing to say you think the man did something wrong. I wasn't going to tell you that you can't say that. But to claim that you had uh, uh, knowledge, to claim that you had seen evidence, and it never comes to light, and it's all wrong, not just wrong, as wrong as wrong can be. You force Robert Mueller to get up there and make a fool of himself regarding his testimony. Clear as day that Robert Mueller didn't quite understand what was going on around him. I mean, it was sad to watch. Leading this Russia, Russia, Russia investigation, and there's no there there. Literally, not like Joe Biden says about his classified documents. Which is coming back to haunt him in a major way. And Eric Swalwell, Eric Swalwell is connected to a Chinese spy. Eric Swalwell is compromised, as we see from reporting. And if you want to agree or disagree with that, you're more than welcome to. Kevin McCarthy saying after being briefed by the FBI, if you heard what I heard, you wouldn't allow him on a committee. Did Eric, uh, did, did Hakeem Jeffries, who leads the Democrats in the House, hear something different? Did he hear something different? Oh, no, 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 no. He wasn't, he wasn't with a, a Chinese spy. No, no, no. That, that's, that's not what God said. What, what the FBI said is that he likes puppies. You see, you heard Chinese spy, but what I, what I heard was he likes puppies. That's not what happened. So Kevin McCarthy, the House Speaker, won't put them on committees. They're not going to be on committees. Hakeem Jeffries is still saying, I want Schiff and Swalwell to sit on the House Intelligence Committee. Now, I love the way ABC puts this. Setting up a fight with Speaker Kevin McCarthy over the assignments. There's no conversation. If the House Speaker says no, the game is over. Jeffrey's writing, it is my understanding that you intend to break with the longstanding House tradition of defense deference to the minority party intelligence committee recommendations and deny seats to ranking member Schiff and Representative Swalwell. And so they should be denied. Note this story is written as look at what Kevin McCarthy is doing. When Speaker Pelosi deny somebody look at the strength of the speaker it's all a a big bunch of silliness in how this is getting done the speaker gets to decide there's no other story there's no other story and he should deny them and not only should he deny them he should investigate them because they are in need of investigation. Now, if you say to me, what in the world does Schiff need to be investigated uh, regarding, I would like to know.
when he made the claim so publicly that he had proof of uh, Donald Trump's connections and working with Russia, where did he get that information? Was he emailed something? Let's go back and look at every email that his house.gov email server got. I want to know. I want to know why he said it. Because his perch allowed him to be an attack vehicle, a la Harry Reid, back in the day. Remember, it was Harry Reid, Senator Harry Reid, who said of uh, Mitt Romney, he doesn't pay his taxes. He said it in the well of the Senate. And when Harry Reid was asked about it, he said, don't ask me, ask Mitt Romney. He lied. He flat out lied. Didn't care. Politics is blood sport, is dangerous, and yet it is our every day. And the only way to put an end to it is to expose the people doing the blood sport. And then, yes, removing them. People laud and glorify Harry Reid. Harry Reid was despicable. It's only a shame that when I fly to Vegas now, I have to go through the Harry Reid airport. It's McCarran to me, people. I'm old school. In the case of Eric Swalwell, well, the Democrats have absolutely zero standing. Fang Fang, the Chinese spy, involved with politicians uh, across the Midwest, and yes, Eric Swalwell. Do I believe there was ever, uh, you know, any inflagrante delecto? That's, 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 that's fancy talk for getting it on. Uh, I don't know. I would say no because I don't think Swalwell is up for the for the challenge. I, I really and truly don't. But she's a, a a Chinese spy, and he had a relationship with her of some kind. There's a question here. A full investigation has to be done. That's the rational course, and that should have happened under Speaker Pelosi. But her failure of leadership. Remember, a command of power is not a a great leader make. She ruled with an iron fist. The members weren't allowed to debate. It was uh, it was ugly. These rules changes that we saw from 15 votes for speaker mean that all members, Democrats too, have a right to debate. They actually get to do their jobs. You're welcome, Democrats. Every time a Democrat disagrees and debates on the floor, Republicans should start with, uh, just uh, to my uh, friend across uh, the aisle, you're welcome for this opportunity to debate uh, what former Speaker Pelosi never allowed. And it should happen every time, nonstop. Just bang them over the head. Stop telling me about the effectiveness of Speaker Pelosi. Iron Fist and Democrats all fell into line like little sheep and lemmings and said, absolutely, whatever you say, I'll never step away from the fold. Eric Swalwell needs to be investigated. Eric Swalwell needs to be investigated. They're not the only people. Uh, George Santos is going to get investigated. The congressman from... New York, the Republican, who uh, who knows what part of his life is real. Like, I, I don't know. The lies are so great and so complete. That's why I think the investigation has to happen, because you don't know where all his connections are. The lies are so complete with this guy, so everywhere, that you might, for, for a sake of security, 
just give it a check. One lie, one embellishment, maybe two. Now we're down to, look, I'm not a drag queen, but I was in Brazil, I was young, and I had fun. And that's why I was in the dress and the makeup. We're down to that. And that, by the way, is not the top of his what the hell is this list. That's the that's the most amazing part about George Santos. Like that hasn't that I don't think that's in the top nine. But uh, uh, Hakeem Jeffries, the leader of the Democrats in the House, he can complain and moan and kvetch all he wants. You're in the minority. You lost. Just deal with it. And that's the way the Republican Party should deal with this. You lost. The end. And that message should come from Marjorie Taylor Greene just because it would be much more enjoyable to witness. And honestly, I would love to see Marjorie Taylor Greene do it. It would be so great. But this isn't the only place where we're seeing this this disconnect from reality. Of course, we're seeing it in this transgender conversation. And who knew it would be so difficult to say men are not women and women are not men. Men are not women and women are not men. That's not a rough and tumble statement I didn't say be mean to anybody it's just a fact men are not women and women are not men well this story is playing a little differently because there was this story about a 17 year old at a y- was it a YMCA and there is a man in the women's locker room, a man who says that they're a, a woman and exposing himself. And she's like, what in the world is going on? And she spoke about this. And, and now people are saying, how dare you attack this woman? No, not the 17-year-old girl. The man who says they're a woman, who makes the claim of having a full transition. And then there's a whole question there. And people are very aggressive in attacking the 17-year-old. When David Hogg started talking about guns after the shooting at Parkland, you know what I said about David Hogg? Nothing. Except that I felt sorry. I felt he was being used by his family and by adults, and I thought that was wrong. Uh, Something personal, direct, zero. I waited until the guy was 18, really 19, at Harvard, where he didn't earn it, he was given it. He was given the entrance to Harvard. He was. He didn't earn it. Because if you're still going to go down this road of being a, a ridiculous anti-gun zealot based on your emotions and not based on policy, I'm going to have words with you. And I, and I don't apologize for it. You know how many times I went after Greta Thunberg when she was a 16-year-old screaming about the climate? Zero. She's 16. I don't go after 16-year-olds. I don't, I don't do it. That's crazy. But look at how little issue grown-ups have with screaming and yelling at a 17-year-old girl. We saw this with the teenage girls there in Connecticut who were suing to be able to compete against other girls in high school sports. They're getting told you have to let that boy who says he's a girl play and you just have to accept the fact that you may come in second place. And you, swimmer, have to accept the fact that you're not going to stand on the podium. The attack on young women in America is remarkable in the guise of decency. 
You're going to tell a 16-year-old girl, 17-year-old girl they're a bigot for knowing that that's not a woman? You're, you're angry that they can actually answer the question, what is a woman? The Daily Beast putting out a headline, if drag shows have been one focus of recent extremist rage at the LGBTQ community, it appears as if YMCA's may be emerging as a new proven ground for right-wing culture warriors. First, on this subject of culture wars. Hell yes! Wait, did I do the clap back right? Did I do? Did I? I, 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 I... It's a culture war. I don't know. I don't know. Am I doing it well? Can I get a can I get a ranking on that? Let me know on Twitter at Tony Katz. Just checking in. It's a culture war. We've come to win. You think 16-year-old girls should sit down, shut up, and take it. I think you're an abuser freak. Let's go to it. Oh, no, no, no. I think anybody who sides on that side. Lots, lots of people who would be cis this and that. See, I'm learning the terminology. They are all in that category. You think a 16-year-old should lay back and take it. You're a freak. I apologize for nothing because the abuse of young women is gross and we shouldn't allow it. Yet, look at what the Daily Beast is willing to do for the culture to show how good they are. I started with a simple philosophy rooted in fact. Men are not women and women are not men. I'm not telling somebody how to live their lives. I'm noticing facts and I'm sharing that with you. And I apologize to no one. As for this man who makes the claim of being a a, a woman, he, he can call himself anything he wants. But making the claim that you're a woman doesn't make you a woman. That's not how it works. Standing up for women seems to be like uh, uh, that, that, that I'd have to describe it this way is very odd to me. Very ugly. I didn't know it'd be so hard for people to stand up for women, especially the people who were screaming for years that, that they're, that they're uh, strong women and they're standing up for women. Now you're standing up for men who claim they're women by telling women to, to just lay back and take it? Too creepy and freaky for me. Men don't belong in women's locker rooms. That's the end of that. That's our society. With with non-adults, certainly not. Everyone decides to go to some nude beach. You know what? You're doing you. That's a decision you make. The YMCA, no place for it. The people who believe that if you're trans, that's okay, are wrong. And they need to be told that they're wrong because they're wrong. And it's okay to say so. Just like it's okay to say men are not women and women are not men. It's just fact. And this culture war, damn worth the fight. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. You know, I talk about the disconnect and, and the political left being out of touch. And, and I get pushback on that. When I see people like Cory Booker, the senator from New Jersey, discussing his, well, his disdain for the Republican Party, you know, and he, he's out there pretending that he's making some kind of sound argument.
There are a lot of sensible people here, moderate folks on both sides of the aisle. We we know what we need to do in a crisis like this, where there are people on our extremes who, who are threatening the American people in really serious ways. McConnell's words, I, I read through a bunch of his quotes, not just from this week, but during the years of Donald Trump, are very plain very plain about the importance to do this. We have already made the expenses. Uh, It's just the right thing to do. He's talking, of course, about raising the debt limit. And you have here uh, these these Republicans, uh, and and they just, they, they won't do what's right. And it's not the time for politicking. 25% by a quarter. We, we know how to do it responsibly. But the only thing I hear them screaming about is what they call entitlement spending, but I call it people's health care and people's earned social security, as opposed to what they should be talking about is giving massive tax breaks that major corporations weren't even asking for. If you remember the Chamber of Commerce, they said lower the corporate tax rate to 25. They lowered it to 21. And so there, there are, there's a time for politicking, and that's over. This is a time of governance, and we should be coming together and navigating this nation through economic headwinds that are affecting the entire globe, uh, inflation and other challenges, a war in Ukraine, we need to show that we could come together across party lines and be a responsible American government. First, there ain't nothing wrong with a tax cut ever. Secondly, am I supposed to listen to Senator Cory Booker? Am I supposed to listen to the senator from New Jersey when he talks about the Republican Party being a party of grievance and manufactured outrage? Am I supposed to listen to Spartacus over here? Remember him during the, the, not not the Senate, the SCOTUS confirmations hearings, and and was it Kavanaugh or was it Gorsuch where he's Spartacus and he's going to stand up and you're like, dude, settle down. I don't know if I should be taking lessons from him and I'm certainly not going to listen to him when he talks about the Republican Party being, you know, about manufactured outrage. Doesn't matter what you say. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, I forget sometimes if I say hello. Nor am I going to listen to Corinne Jean-Pierre discuss the debt ceiling in these terms. It should be done without conditions. Uh, this is something that has been done 78 times when we were talking about lifting the debt ceiling uh, uh, in the past, since, since 1960, uh, I believe. This is not unusual. It was done three times uh, in, the past, in the past administration under Donald Trump. So this is nothing unusual. This is something that should be done without conditions, and we should not be taking hostage key programs that, that the American re- people really earned. Earned, they get paid for by other Americans and you take their money to do it. Programs have to get cut. Spending has to get cut. And that's the way it is. And if it takes the debt limit, which shouldn't be raised, to get some of these programs and spending done, so be it. And no one cares whether you're happy. That's not a culture war. That's not manufactured outrage. That's doing the job. Let Cory Booker and Corinne Jean-Pierre scream into the wilderness. Let's bring down the spending Let's end some of these programs that don't provide value or at the very least we can say something has to go because we can't afford it anymore. And that's the way it is because that's the way it is. I'm Tony Katz. As we well know, everybody out there uh, finding a way to be aggravated, upset, disgusted, and of course, uh, they need a way 
right? People need a way to vent. They need a way not just to vent. They need a way to show you that they are focused on the important issues that they understand and they're with you. Sometimes it's referred to as being an ally. And I know what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going down the road, people. We're going down the road. The importance of being an ally. I'm not so sure uh, about that because in that in that guise, right under that that uh, um, theory, well, people will get bothered about all sorts of things and make all sorts of claims. We have seen, of course, stories of people, uh, two women in California who started a taco uh, restaurant. And they were told, oh, you're not Mexican. You're not Hispanic. You're not allowed to have a taco restaurant. And they screamed. That, that's, that was me assuming that's how they went crazy. Maybe it was like that. I don't know. And then they had to shut down their place. They had to shut down their place. Raise a glass to freedom. Maybe not. And we see these kinds of things happen all the time. We're not talking about things that unify people. We're talking about the purposefulness in division. And then we're also talking about the radicalness in virtue signaling. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. Virtue signaling is, of course, evil. And the virtue signalers are awful people. They're awful, awful people. So we're clear. This brings us to a group out of Norway, the Transcultural Mindfulness Alliance. All right, all right, all right. I don't know. Because when I hear the Transcultural Mindfulness Alliance, that's where I'm at. They have gone to Twitter to complain about Aretha Franklin. Now, wait a second. I will complain about Aretha Franklin because she dies, and at her funeral, on the the dais there, right right there, is Bill Clinton. You're like, right, that's interesting. Al Sharp, you're like, oh, my gosh. Louis Farrakhan. (gasps) Oh, no. Why, Aretha? Why? I watched Blues Brothers like 50 times. Why, Aretha? Kills me. But what does the Transcultural Mindfulness Alliance... Ew, David. What do they... Just, it's, it's, just, it's... uh, Can we stop with the groups? What are they upset with Aretha Franklin for? Aretha Franklin's 1968 song, Natural Woman, perpetuates multiple harmful anti-trans stereotypes. There is no such thing, they tweet, as a natural woman. Um, I just want to say for the record, I disagree. The song has helped inspire acts of harm against transgender women, and the associate, the alliance is requesting that it is removed from Spotify and Apple Music. And um, 
This is this is the virtue signaling we're talking about. It's a song. And it's classic. And men are not women and women are not men. I mean, I, I, I'm repeating myself, but say la vie. And I figured if this group is is going to say this, and they, they now call themselves a parody and satire site. But how could you tell? How could you say? It, it wasn't there uh, in, in the beginning. It's there now. How could you tell? Remember, somebody once said, hey, gas stoves kill kids. And then they're like, oh, no, no, we're not trying to ban gas stoves. And now everybody talks about uh, getting rid of your gas stove. How can you tell now? How are you supposed to be able to know whether people are, are joking or being serious? or Everybody so desperate to show themselves as good and aligned that when you hear these things, you don't even think it's crazy anymore. You think the people are crazy, but you don't think them saying it is crazy. I figured, well, I mean, I, I, I may have found her politics. I didn't even know I found her politics to be despicable. Having Louis Farrakhan at your, at, at your funeral is uh, pretty telling. But I don't think we should be getting rid of specific songs because they're an affront to women who claim they're women. Sometimes this show is very weird. So I'm like, all right. Aretha, baby. Looking out on the morning rain. That's right. I used to feel so uninspired. I'm turning it up. Lean back, people. And when I knew I had to face another day. Yeah. 
I am pretty much convinced I play more music than any other radio host anywhere. Anywhere. I'm I'm pretty sure about that. And then there was this. I didn't know I was even going to do this story today. I didn't know this was on the docket. But it is, so, well, here we go. Your car's seatbelt. Safety miracle or decapitation nightmare? What is the connection between rain and farming? The answer may surprise you. Heroin, sex, machine guns, flamethrowers, murder. There's no story here. We've just found that ratings go up when we say those words. It's time for the worst headline of the day. Bill banning sale of kangaroo parts introduced in Oregon. (laughs) This is real. A bill that would ban the sale of kangaroo parts has been introduced in the Oregon legislature taking aim at sports apparel manufacturers that use leather from the animals to make their products. Okay, now I have questions, because that's not what I thought it was. Soccer cleats are one of the only products made from kangaroo leather that are routinely sold in Oregon. So, okay. Is the kangaroo killed for the skin... And that's it? Or is the kangaroo, talking Australian, the mane here, killed and then is the kangaroo butchered and sold? I, I, I couldn't tell you if people eat kangaroo meat on the regular. I mean, uh, here, do people eat kangaroo meat? I got to assume that they do. According to uh, this, it's low in fat, high in iron and zinc, high in protein, and serves as a source of heart-healthy omega-3s. So, yes, they do. So now, shouldn't we be asking the better question? If, and and also, when, when people are like anti-hunting, right? I am not a hunting guy. I, I, I have friends who hunt, and I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's cold out. It's cold, and you're sitting up in a tree, or you're in a blind, and then you're then you're making noises, and you're waiting for the animal to come by. I don't, I don't get it. I appreciate it though, and I appreciate the fact that so many people get hunting confused and don't understand the importance of hunting to the ecosystem. Sometimes certain animals get too large. I'm not talking about the physicalness of the animal, right? The physical, actual state of the animal. I'm talking about the numbers. And that has an impact on the environment in other ways. And so what we try and do through hunting is keep a level of balance. This is extremely important stuff. Then there are the people who hunt and eat every part of what it is they hunt. Respect for those people. I, it's it's extremely important stuff, and they should be allowed to do it, never mind it being cultural. So if you're telling me that the kangaroo leather is a byproduct of this hunting that allows for better balance within the Australian uh, landscape, well, then what's the problem? The people of Oregon 
deciding to be woke, Democratic Oregon Senator Floyd Prozansky introducing the bill. It's unconscionable that millions of native wild animals in Australia have been killed for the sake of high-end soccer cleats worn by a subset of elite soccer players. I understand this legislation may have financial impact on some Oregon shoe manufacturers, but in the balance, Oregon should be standing on the humane side of the issue. There are other materials that can be used in making these high-end cleats. Maybe. I'm not an expert on cleats. But why is Oregon making a stand for a practice taking place in Australia? And has ha, has there been anything done to ask the questions that we just posed right here? Is there hunting that takes place of kangaroos in Australia for a level of balance of man and nature or nature on nature? Are we talking about the full butchering of an animal and then the utilization of skins, pelts, etc., which would make perfect sense it would make perfect sense or would do we have another woke scold somebody who wants to be an ally oh that keeps coming back right they're gonna they're do-gooders they're they're engaged in do-goodery and do-gooders rarely do good <laughs> that's usually the way it works and so they said well this is just wrong we have to stop it are you, are you sure it's wrong? Don't get me wrong. The headline grossed me out because that's not what I thought it was about. Uh, and it, it had just come across. Um, This is, uh, I can't tell you if this is about a practice that isn't necessary, if you will, because it's, it's, it's just not needed for the shoes, or if this is a woke politician deciding to stick his nose into something that he has no idea about. And based on what I'm reading, I'll go with the latter. Find everything, TonyCats.Locals.com. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. All right, the snow is coming. There's nothing I can do about it, nothing you can do about it. All you can do is make sure you have enough milk and bread and eggs. Oh, please, you can't afford eggs. Cookies plenty, and then just bundle in and get ready for it. Get ready for it because the snow is coming. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. Since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Yeah, it's going to be four to eight inches in that central band. And this this is going from New Mexico all the way through New England. I mean, this this it's it's huge. This whole weather pattern, but uh, hitting our, our beloved Indiana. Central Indiana is up to eight inches, and it could be more. Uh, for people listening in, in the Bloomington market, uh, I think they're right now saying the one to three, one to four inch range because you're just a little further south. But these things shift, these things move. You just got to be ready for it. That's all you got to do. But there is nothing uh, in the discussions of the association of crazy cold like happened over over Christmas, you know, the, the cold that busted three of my pipes and 50,000 gallons of water through the house. Yeah, yeah, none of that. None of that is 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 scheduled to happen. But yes, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of snow. So check on people, make sure your neighbors are good with it. If you know you've got a neighbor who's older, you know, shovel their driveway. And remember when you're shoveling, don't go to the bottom. Take it off a little bit of the time from the top. 
You got nothing to prove. There's no manhood on the line. You don't win a prize for having the cleanest driveway. You don't. Right? In the summer, no one will remember that you had a clean driveway. Some people are just really like like they're they're so into it. And I get it. I get it. There's some there's some sense of pride and some sense of accomplishment. There is a sense of accomplishment when the driveway's all done. I get it. But you take it from the bottom, your back's going out. You take it from the bottom, that's how people have heart issues. You take it from the top, just a little bit at a time. A little bit at a time. And remember, if you have kids, boys or girls, uh, that's what they're there for. They're there to shovel. And when they're like, but it's cold, but I'm tired, get out there and shovel. Get out there and shovel. And then teach them how to do it properly. And then that's it. That's it. Good learning lessons. Good opportunities for learning lessons. And then, of course, cocoa and cookies and uh, cigars. Cigars, uh, clearly. Uh, get get out there. When, once you've shoveled, you, you've earned it. You've earned it. Uh, stay safe. Uh, stay well. well. We'll have full updates on everything uh, tomorrow uh, for sure. Find everything. TonyCats.locals.com. Tomorrow, everyone. Take care.